Genesis chapter 2, and then I'm going to read Genesis chapter 3, 1. Amen. Genesis chapter 2, I'm not taking you too far. Amen. Verse 15. And uh, today's our family and friends day, and I want to uh, I want to preach about the family today. Amen. I want to talk about family and friends today. So if you have your Bibles, open it to uh, Genesis chapter 2. Then the Lord God took the man and put him in the garden of Eden to cultivate it and to keep it. The Lord God commanded the man saying, from any tree of the garden you may eat freely. But from the tree of the knowledge of good and evil you shall not eat. For in the day that you eat from it you shall surely die. Verse 18. Then the Lord God said it is not good. Tell you name is not good. For a man to be alone. My, 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 my. I will make him the sugar in my coffee, the ooh in my wee, my rib piece, my rib basket. Amen. I will make him a helper suitable for him. Then I want to go to chapter 3, verse 1. It says, Now the serpent was more craftier than any beast of the field. And the Lord God had made, and he said to the woman, indeed, he said to the woman, the sugar in my coffee, the ooh in my wee, my rib basket, amen, with barbecue sauce, with barbecue sauce, amen, and sweet, sweet, sweet Kool-Aid, amen. The, he, the serpent spoke to the woman. Oh, come on, help me. Uh, did God really say that? Verse 2, the woman said to the serpent, should never talk back. From the fruit of the trees of the garden we may eat. But from the tree which is in the middle of the garden, God has said, you shall not eat from it or touch it. Oh, she added to the word. Or you will die. The serpent said to the woman, you surely will not die. For God knows that in the day you eat from it, your eyes will be open and you will be like God, knowing good and evil. I want to talk about this morning lessons from the first family. Lessons from the first family. The family today is totally different than the one that God created. God created family God had the mind, God had a purpose, God had a plan for family. And yesterday I spoke about the fact that we have broken families. We have blended families. Come on somebody. We have battered and bruised families. But I believe that many of us have gotten our ideas, some of us, not all of us, from what we are used to seeing on television. From the Brady Bunch to the Crosbys to the Cosbys to Married with Children. If we want to understand the family, though, we have to go back to Eden. Television, there's a show called Raven's Home. 
Best friends Raven and Chelsea, both divorced single mothers, now raising their children in an apartment together in Chicago. Their house is turned upside down when they realize that Raven's son Booker has inherited some psychic abilities as his mother. Do I have anybody? That's the example that we have for family. Black is AF. Teachers, parenting, relationship, race and culture. The neighborhood. Tyler Perry, House of Pain, Young Rock and Growish. Most of us are getting our instructions. Come on somebody. Our information, our fantasy. Amen. And of the family that we want. But if you notice, Hollywood is capitalizing on the brokenness of the family. I wish I had somebody. The question I have for you today is, as Christians, as Christian families and friends, the question is, what about your family? How are you shaping your family? What lessons can we learn? Amen. And how are you going to take your family? I wish I wish we had more people on our family ER conference, which is going to be something amazing when we get back from this pandemic. It's going to be it's going to be it's going to be impactful. We're going to keep doing it like we've done marriage ER. We're going to do we're going to do family ER to impact families because I believe if I'm only getting my information about family from television then I'm in trouble some of us have an idea of what family a fantasy when you were a little girl you you thought about getting married and you thought about the family you would have but it didn't turn out that way I wish I had somebody most people draw their values from what they see around them don't fall for the modern family model. Write that down somewhere. Don't fall for that. The Bible is clear. God created man. We find here in our passage today. Because I got a lot of ground to cover. God in the beginning. He created the heavens and the earth. It's amazing because God's creation of man. Amen. He created man in his image. In his likeness. In other words, you and I have attributes, amen, like God. We, we resemble him. Are you with me? Before the fall, man was perfect. Man and the family was perfect. And the family was so perfect because they were in a perfect place. Amen. At a perfect time. Amen. Doing what God had created them to do. God created everything. I believe that if you ever want to find out. Amen. What it was supposed to be like. You go back to the beginning. We find that God after creating the animals and after speaking life. And after breathing the breath of life into man, he puts man in a perfect environment. An environment where, isn't that some, what some of us have thought when we got married? We thought that we would have a perfect environment. 
Isn't that something? When you, when you set out to start your family, you thought that, man, it's going to be perfect. But we have some problems today. And there are a lot of problems in families today. There are a lot of things that plague the family. Satan has destroyed the family. Sin has destroyed the family. And the family unit now has, it has a lot of dysfunction. You can honestly say, most of us, the majority of us, you can say possibly, you know what, I grew up in a very dysfunctional family. But the question is, what type of lessons can we learn? In Genesis 2.15, we find that God has already done what he was going to do. In verse 15, it says, then the Lord God took the man, and what did he do? He put him where? He put him into the Garden of Eden to do what? To work, to cultivate it. Amen. To cultivate it. Man had what I call a job. Brothers today want to lay around while the woman go to work. And he stay home playing 2K and 3K and MK and all the other things that y'all play now. Hello, somebody. Amen. Video games. While the woman is working, the man is at home chilling. The family has been torn apart. The family has been, uh, uh, you know, dysfunctional, broken. You know, all this stuff has happened to the family. And you say, well, that's not me, but that's all right. But there are some who are doing that. But here's the thing about family. The first thing I see here, when we lesson we're going to learn, the first lesson I see here is that they had the freedom to choose as a family. God says, watch what he says. First point is that they had the freedom to what? Choose as a family. The freedom of choice is a very powerful thing, by the way. And God has given all of us the freedom to choose who to be with. Hello, somebody. Who to be around, who to hang out with, who to marry, who to date, all this other stuff. You have the freedom of what? Choice. But the family at this particular time had the freedom to choose. Look what the text says. It says the Lord God commanded saying, listen, from any tree choice, what? Of the garden you may what? Eat freely, but from the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, you shall not eat for in the day you eat from it, you will surely die. Now here's the thing. Adam was not familiar with death. But even with the choice, even with the freedom to choose, there were still some limitations and boundaries. Do I have anybody? And I want to say something to you as a family. You can choose whether or not you want to live for God. You can choose whether or not you want to continue with the, the way things are going right now. But here's the thing. Just remember this, children, young adults, and, and husband and wife. With every choice... There's a consequence. Even though they had the freedom, don't think that just because you're free, you have no lim- you have no rules you can follow. God told Adam, "Listen, you got to remember something. All right, you can eat from it. Listen, can you imagine how many other trees they had? But it's just like our nature. It's just in our nature, right? 
The very thing you say to somebody your kids don't do, guess what? It's the very thing they want to go explore. The very thing you try to protect them from, the very thing you tell them, son, don't do this. Because if you do, I've been down. Yeah, yeah, I hear you, daddy. I hear what you're saying. But guess what? They go down that road anyways, trying because they say, I have the freedom to choose. Don't let your freedom to choose turn turn into an opportunity for sin. Are you with me? The next thing about this family that I found out, amen, he says, he says, uh, you can freely eat, verse 17, but from this tree you, you can't eat. Verse 18, then, God, then the Lord God said it's not good for man to be what? Alone. But before I go there, the second thing I see as far as when he, said, when he told in verse 16, when he says you may eat freely and all that, the financial stability of the family. The family had financial stability. The family didn't have to think about where we were going to eat, what we're going to eat, because God had already provided for the family. Lessons you can learn. And when you return to God, when you give your life back to Jesus, come on, help me somebody. He will give you that financial stability that you're looking for, for the family. And guess what? And you don't have to worry if you trust him. So, so if God's original intent is to give the family financial stability, oh, substance, food, clothing, and shelter, do you not know that Eden was a place where all that was provided? Come on, somebody. God has shown us something about family. And if you are a God-fearing family, if you've given your life to God, God will take care of your family. You don't have to worry about how you're going to make it, when you're going to make it. If you trust God and you serve him, guess what? He will provide financial stability. In this garden peace. Amen. Not only in verse 16 do I see financial stability. But here's the next part for the family. You ready? Fellowship with God. And faith of the family. God says, listen, I'm putting you in a place where I can reach you. (laughs) I'm establishing your home in Eden. Amen. I'm going to provide for you. You ain't got to worry about what you're going to eat. You just got one restriction. One. But then God says, God says, listen, 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 listen. Not just fellowship with God. But fellowship with each other. Because look what he says. He says, he says, then God said, what? It is not good for man to be alone. You see, a man when left by himself, the idle mind is the devil's workshop. God says that man needs companionship. He needs companionship. He needs love. He needs, uh, and I'm giving him a helper suitable for him. And I want to tell you something. The family unit, amen, is comprised of a husband and a wife. This is what the first family looked like. And then it says, then it says, out of the ground, the Lord God formed every beast of the field and every bird of the sky, verse 19, and brought them to the man to see what he would call them. And whatever the man called the living creature, That was his name. That's Adam's job. 
Adam's job was to give the names to the animals. The man gave names to all the cattle and the birds of the sky and every beast of the field. But for Adam, there was not found a helper suitable for him. So the Lord God caused a deep sleep. We find here the first surgery in the Bible. Amen. God put Adam to sleep. Amen. Knocked him out. Pulled out a rib from him. The Lord God fashioned into, verse 22, a woman, the rib which he had taken from the man, and brought him to man. And that, not only did he undergo surgery, but then after surgery, he became the first poet. Adam says, look what Adam says. Adam said, okay, now this is bone of my bone, sugar in my coffee. Ooh, in my wee. He said, listen, hold on now. She shall be called what? Woman, why? Because she was taken so, so, so I believe, I believe this, this whole piece, not only is it fellowship with God and faith of the family, but the next thing I see is friendship with each other as a family. Friendship. I believe before you marry, you got to be friends. I believe that you have to be friends. I believe that you have to know each other. I believe that because... You are suitable for each other. You can share anything with each other. But you know this what's happening to the family today? The family's broken down today. I'm going to get to that piece here in a minute. But watch this. I just want to stay here for a minute. You have freedom. You have financial stability. That's a perfect family, right? You have fellowship with God and fellowship and faith of the family. You know, your family is, uh, knows God. Your family is fellowshipping with God. Watch this. You have friendship with each other and, and watch this. Other as a family. You know, you don't, you're not hating on each other. Come on, somebody. You're not distant from each other. You know, the, the Bible said there's a friend that stick closer than a brother. Friendship is an important piece. Fellowship is an important piece. Amen. But, but here's the thing. My question for you today is, what do you get out of family? What lessons can you learn? From the first family that you can bring to the new family, to your family. Are you with me? Watch the text. The text says, For this reason a man shall leave his father and his mother and be joined to what? His wife. See that? I don't think it'd get no closer than that. That's friendship. That's fellowship. Ain't that something? Amen. That's freedom. And be joined to his wife. And they shall become one flesh. When you decide to get married. You are becoming one. With the person that you're getting married to. And I've been married for 22 years. And I can testify. That there is some things that we share together in oneness. Some things I feel my wife feels. Do you understand? Because the the fellowship that we have, because of the friendship that we have. Come on, somebody. And the, and the text says, and the man and his wife both were naked and were not ashamed. In other words, sin had not come on the scene yet. But then we get to three one. I'm 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 a, I'm 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 gonna show you something. Freedom 
And financial stability can sometimes cause you to drop the ball. But not just that. But I want to say this. Some of us were failing in family. But when you look at the first family, you understand why we're failing. So you had friendship, you had freedom, you had fellowship, you had financial stability, but then I see the fall of the family. See, that day is documented in Scripture. When the serpent, I, I don't even need to read it. I, 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 you know, some of you know the story, but watch this. Here's the thing, right? When the serpent appeared to Eve, amen, and spoke to Eve, it says at that time that snakes walked upright and they could talk. Amen. And, and, and you got some of them today. Yeah, they all up in your face. Walking and talking. Amen. And they look good too. Them the ones you got to pay attention to. But here's the thing. The, the, the Bible says that the next thing I see is the fall of the family. Verses 1 to verse 14, we find the fall of the family. We find the what? The fall of the family. We find that what happens in the fall is tragic because oftentimes as people, we don't want to take responsibility for the brokenness that we have caused in our family. We want to blame everybody. There's a lot of things happening in this thing here. Serpent convinced Eve that, hey, you, God didn't say, she's like, well, this is what God said. Because, But my question is, where did she get her information from? She wasn't there when God told Adam, and as a man over your family, it is important for you to relay the, the information accurately to your family. Don't you take the back seat in the spiritual condition of your family, men. You, some men leave that up to the wife. That's not the wife's responsibility. And no wonder why she's always saying things that does not line up with the word of God. Because you're not relating the information correctly. And then for the woman, you need to stop speaking to the serpent. If it ain't your husband's voice, then you need to leave that alone. Amen. You, you got to understand that you can't be listening to everybody's voice. And you're not listening to the man that God gave you. Are you with me? Watch this now. See, we got all kinds of addendums. You know, well, Pastor, he don't, he don't. Okay, he don't. Well, Satan hoodwinked the family. We see the fall of the family. They had fellowship, they had friendship. All that was good until the fall. And then after the fall, no financial stability. Struggling. We watched a documentary not too long ago of this family. This this man, he had his own business. He was doing well. He wasn't saved. They were doing well. They were doing well. Made a bunch of money. Lost it all. They ended up in a shelter. They did a they did a recap of his story five years later. Still in the shelter. 
See, the family has been destroyed because of the fall. But you say, that ain't my fault. But there's a fix. That's my next point. The fix for the family. The fall. Let me just, let me just, let, let me just, let me just touch on the fall right quick. Watch verse 8, verse 8. Verse, chapter 3, verse 8. They heard the sound of the Lord God walking in the garden in the cool of the day. The man and his wife did what? Hid themselves. Let me say this. When sin enters the picture, we hide. A lot of people don't come to church because they know what they were doing or they know how they've been living. So I don't take it personally because they're hiding from God. Or they go to the preacher who will tickle their ears and say, it's okay to sin a little, little bit. It's okay to shack. God knows your heart. God knows your heart. God knows you. But when you hear the word of God preached and you know that God is saying to you, that's wrong. Come on, somebody. You're not going to hide from that kind of preaching. But whenever sin is present in our lives, we hide. Can't find you. Can't locate you. Can't GPS you. Can't FaceTime you. Can't you nowhere to be found. The family, because of the fall, you have unfaithful spouses, ungrateful children, sibling rivalry. Uh, what else you got? Oh, here's what you got. You flip over to chapter four. You got murder, first murder in the Bible. You have brothers and sisters, bro, bro, two brothers killing each other. Cain and Abel. Cain kill Abel. Follow what I'm saying? Kill, listen. They killed, he killed his brother because he was jealous that God was blessing him. Tell your neighbor, the family's in a bad way. But the only way to get back to what God intended is you got to apply the fix for the family. The fix. But before I get to the fix, watch this. Verse 9. Then the Lord God called the man. He called the man first. He didn't call the woman. He called the man. Do, do you not know that God already knew what was going on? They hid like, like God didn't know. Can I tell you something? The Bible says the eyes of the Lord goes to and, through and fro. The eyes of the Lord are everywhere. The psalmist says, where can I hide from your presence? He says, if I make my bed in hell, you're there. If I make my bed in heaven, you're there. If I, if I hide in the, in, in the cliff of the rock, you're there. God is everywhere. You can't hide from God. And I believe that many families are broken because the man is hiding. No male leadership. Hello, somebody. He said, I heard you, God, verse 10. And I was afraid because I was naked. So I hid myself. See, they used to walk around. Every day was their birthday. Innocence. There was something obscene about Adam looking at his wife. Come on, somebody. Like before, he didn't notice. Like he was like, baby, you're fine. All he saw was beauty without perversion, without sin. But when he, when he fell, he looked at his wife and says, hold on now. Every time I look at you, I feel some kind of way. I got to hide myself. 
I got to stand sideways. Y'all ain't trying to hear me. We got kids in here. Amen. I got to start. I got to. I got to. Lord have mercy. I, I got to stand sideways. I'm staying with it. I'm staying with it. Hold on a minute. Watch this. But 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 check this out. But check this out. Check this out now. Check, check this out. The Bible says. He said he was naked. God says, who told you you're naked, boy? Have you eaten from the tree that which I command you not to eat? And and then from verses 12 on. Well, verses 12. Look at it. Verses 12 to verse 13. In that short span, two verses, three verse, two verses, you have the blame game. Everybody blaming somebody. Don't you have that in your family? Everybody blaming somebody. Well, if grandfather, if grandpa didn't do this, if mama didn't do this, if that person didn't do it, you have the blame game. Nobody is taking responsibility. Well, the woman, the man said, the woman who you gave me, you know, you didn't give me to I'm blaming God. The woman you gave me, she she the one that did it. And then the woman said, no, the serpent deceived me, and I ate. And then God dished out. Now, this is the part I want to show you right here. Verse 15, it says, and it says, for starting verse 14, the Lord God said to the serpent, because you have done this, cursed are you more than all cattle. The fall, but the fix. Here come the fix. Watch this. Then every beast in the field, on your belly you will go and on and dust you will eat all the days of your life. Watch this. And I will put enmity between you and the woman. So there's a there's a strife between the devil and women. Watch this, watch this. And between your seed, watch this, and her seed. But he, tell your neighbor, he. Tell your neighbor that's the fix for the family. The fixed is the gospel. In verse 15, we see the first gospel. It is called Protos Evangelion. Protos Evangelion. It means, the first word means first. The second word means news. Tell your neighbor the good news. Tell your neighbor the first news. It is commonly referred to as the first mention of the good news of salvation. Can I tell somebody something here today as I got my two minutes to close? Watch this. Your family can be fixed if you share the gospel of Jesus Christ with them. Your friends can get back in the right place if you share the God, the reference to the seed of the woman as Christ is believed to be related to the virgin birth of our Messiah, as well as the hypostatic union of his divine nature in his humanness. Come on, somebody. Watch this. To defeat the defeat of Satan was spoken then, together with Christ's work. Watch this. Watch this. It usually, and it began with the crucifixion. At the cross, Satan's power over mankind 
is undone at the cross. Come on, somebody. He is defeated, but God defeated him right there in verse 15. Tell your neighbor, the fix for my family is to share the gospel with them. Start with your little ones. Make sure, I said yesterday, it is your responsibility as a parent to make sure that your children know Jesus. A woman asked why she was seeking a divorce from her husband. She said, when I got married, I was looking for the ideal instead it became an ordeal. And now I'm looking for a new deal. Amen. When Sylvester Stallone was making one of his Rocky movies, right after one of his fighting scenes, he said, you know, boxing is a great sport. As long as you can re- yell, cut. Amen. Many of us feel that way about marriage. Amen. It's a lot of fun as long as you yell cut and can get out of it when it's beating you up badly. You don't get to yell cut when it comes down to family, when it comes down to marriage. You don't get a new deal. You got the deal. And the deal is Jesus went to Calvary to pay the price for your sins and mine. And if you want to get your family back, get them to fix. To God be the glory for the great things that he has done. Amen. Praise God. Hallelujah. I got one minute. I got two minutes. If you need prayer, amen. If you need prayer this morning, I want to pray for you. I want to pray for you if you want to get your family back. Amen. If you need to get your family back, it is time to get to that place where you can say, Pastor, I want to fix. I want to fix.